Welcome to Find Your Purpose Podcast. It doesn't matter what you've been through or even what you're going through now. There is a good purpose for your life. And the good news is it's discoverable. And when you find it and you begin to live it, you will achieve real, authentic success. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Jenny, you know, we've been talking about suffering. I hate suffering. I hate, I can't stand to, for anybody else to suffer. I don't even really like talking about suffering. <laughs> but here we are with this podcast talking about it because it's just really part of life. And there are so many people we have known and that we know now who um, are dealing with suffering of one kind or another. I want you to talk a little bit today, if you would, about the help that we can find when we're in that inevitable place. There's really kind of nothing else we can do. We can't fix it. What do we do? Well, Rhonda, it's like we've talked before. We think that the concept of suffering is certainly not fun to talk about, but it's something that we need to talk about because it is inevitable in this world that we live in. And there's a whole lot of suffering going on now for lots of people, you know, financial, relational, physical, mental. I mean, there's so many things and culture is really um, a tough place to live in right now. And we don't like it and we don't want it. But I think one of the things that we need to do initially is, you know, have you ever watched one of those strongman shows, you know, where these big guys are, you know, like 300 pounds and they pick up these huge weights and they have to go across this, you know, it's kind of on a track and they, they pick up the big weight or block or whatever it is. And they go to the, they walk with it to the other end and then they set it down and then they run back and they have to pick up like a series of five things. It's amazing. These men are the strongest men in the world or whatever. I'm sure there's a, a woman one too, but they have these men competitions. And I think that is a, a very good analogy of what I think we do with suffering. We're in it and we pick it up and then we start to try to walk with it and carry oh. carry that burden because suffering is a burden that we're carrying no matter what it is, you know, the loss of someone, the, you know, anything, financial crisis, anything. And so we pick it up and we start to walk with it and carry it and carry it and it's more than a race suffering is more than a race you know it can be something that's a very long time you know i know somebody who's terminally ill and that's going to be a very long process for this person so my point is i think we often try to carry the weight of our suffering and right. so i use that analogy of someone picking something up and granted it's something we're experiencing but the difference is experiencing it and carrying it or not. So what we want to talk about is how do we not carry it alone? Oh. How do we not carry it alone? And I think what's important, Rhonda, is you and I love God and we love the word of God. And the word of God talks about his unfailing love 
and unfailing faithfulness. Right. So you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, so we so we take on the burden of suffering, whether it's us or someone we care about that that we're seeing them suffer. So we take it on. We're carrying it like this heavy, heavy load. And all the while, God is there in his infinite love and mercy. And he's saying, I'll help you carry that, that heavy load. Exactly. You know, and I've always struggled with, you know, how do we believe that? But if we look into scripture, um, there's many places where in the Old Testament where the Israelites were going through so much and God was commanding them and telling them what to do. And they had a lot of burdens that they had didn't need to carry if they would have just listened. Right. So I think one of the things we need to recognize is I would encourage our listeners to, you know, get into the word of God and start to see how he helped people when they were burdened. There was lots of things going on in the in the scripture, all throughout the scripture to the people um, that the writers were addressing at the time. And I think it's important in, for example, in Psalm 36, if people look that up, it talks about God's vast, you know, love for us, his faithful love for us, you know, and, and so I think part of it is we need to put our eyes into the word of God, you know, it's like, how do we do that? You know, the, the suffering is there, the burden is there, but the fact is we have to learn how to not carry it and become so heavy because the Bible also said, says that his burden, God's um, load is light. His yoke is light. He wants to carry it. And so practically, how does that look? Oh, well, gosh, I mean, I'm thinking, uh, you know, I, I always use examples from my own, from my own life uh, because that's the only life I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only set of examples I have, things that I've been through or things that I've seen. And, and I can say when my husband was so sick and he was expected to die, I mean, the doctors said there's nothing more that we could do for him. And, and he's alive and well, you know, 20 something years later but during that time Jenny oh my goodness I mean how how that looked for me was it wasn't just on a daily basis that I had to say okay God I can't do this I can't do this by myself I mean sometimes it was hourly because there was a period of time during my husband's illness where he needed around the clock care and so every, I, I can't remember if it was every two hours, three hours, whatever, but I was setting the alarm and I was getting up. So think about it. I mean, it's like having a new baby, really, where you're like, you get teeny little itty bitty, you basically get naps, you know, mm-hmm. and you wake back up in two hours and you do whatever you have to do. And I, and then I would be wide awake and I couldn't fall back asleep. And, you know, so you might sleep like 20 minutes and then the alarm goes off again and you have to go check the IV and you have to go do these things. And, and I just remember thinking, I, I, I can't do it like physically. I mean, I thought I was losing my mind, not getting enough sleep. 
and um, I just didn't think I could do it, but I did. And I'm sure that it was because of the grace of God, because really, um, I it just in the natural, just my own health, my own, you know, I had a company to run. I had health issues of my own to deal with. And somehow we got through and, and it was the peace of God. And I have to say, I didn't get through like I was burdened and suffering and crawling on the ground and barely making it. I tried to find something funny every day. I tried to find a reason to smile every day. I kept believing that he was going to make it. And I kept telling him, you know, let's just think about us walking uh, hand in hand on the sand at Crystal Cove State Beach in <laughs> Southern California. And I tried to, you know, give him like a real visual to, to get in his head. We're going to be in our 80s and 90s walking on the sand in Crystal Cove. And, and we were, I mean, he was, I think, 40. So getting that visual, giving, praying constantly, asking God for help, and then really getting a visual in your mind of what, what life will look like past the suffering. I think that's big. At least that's how I did it in that situation. Right. And Rhonda, what you said was so important. You said you prayed constantly, you know, and earlier you said, I cried out and said, you know, God, I can't do this. You know, and I think sometimes people have uh, sort of a strange view of prayer that we have to be in church. Okay. Yes, we pray in church, you know, or I have to be seated. I have to have my hands folded. It has to be kind of quiet. No, you know, I encourage people and I do it all day long. God, I need your help with this. You know, I started something new in my life and there's a lot of, you know, technology and these kinds of things. And, you know, sometimes I feel very confused and I mean, it's not suffering really, but I'm saying, God, I need your help with this. Lord, order my mind, help me to understand what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm clicking here and there. So one of the things or a couple of things that you said is important, crying out, just asking God, please help me and constantly doing so. I think that that's a huge way that people can lessen the burden of carrying suffering by literally just asking God for help constantly. You know, I mean, prayer can be a lot of things, but it can be a literal crying out or a conversation every day of what we need to be doing. I think that's huge. And again, looking at the word of God, even if you look at, at um, scriptures about faithfulness, scriptures about love, and begin to repeat those scriptures, put them on your mirror with, on a card or say them every morning. It sounds so simple, but really are people doing it when you're in the midst of suffering? We focus on the suffering and we mentally need to shift our focus onto God. It, you know, not off of that person. For example, when you were taking care of your husband, you were still doing that. But there was a shift going on to God to say, I need you. I oh, need you. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned about the word of God. And I, I've always remembered that when, according to scripture, when Jesus was tempted by the devil, 
you know, and the devil's saying, ah, throw yourself off, you know, the angels will catch you and, or bow down to me and I'll give you all this. All of these, all those temptations, how did Jesus respond? With the word of God. Okay. And I think, okay, so how am I going to respond to pain with the word of God? Yeah. So for years, I've been going back to cassette tapes. I bought the Bible, audio version of the Bible on cassette tapes. Then I had the Bible experience on CDs. Okay, now I put on YouTube and there are a couple of, uh, probably more than a couple, but there are a couple of of, um, YouTube channels that are literally somebody reading scripture there's the sound of the ocean in the background or the stream or you know whatever it is that they have but it's very peaceful so when i don't feel well or something's going on um that's you know somebody i know is suffering and somebody i love and i'm taking on the burden of suffering uh with them and not that not that we shouldn't do that you know when we when we love other people uh, we take on their suffering. It hurts us too when somebody that we care about suffers. And But I go to that, I put on the YouTube channel and I just start listening to scripture and I have scripture on playing while I sleep, while I work, while I do the laundry, while it, because I think, okay, if Jesus fought the devil with scripture, then that's how I'm going to fight the enemy with scripture. And just have it playing. And I think, I don't know, I don't know if this is really scriptural or if it's just me, but I always think, I don't think evil can exist where the scripture, where God's word is being spoken out loud. Right, right. I think the devil has to flee. And I'm just going back to Jesus in the wilderness you know, and, and he, Jesus quotes these three scriptures, I think it was back to the devil and then the devil ultimately flees. So I'm like, okay, we're having that. We're having scripture 24 seven, just going, just running. And why not? Why not chase out evil and eventually experience the relief from the suffering. And, and I can tell you, I know it sounds really bizarre, but there have been many times in my life when, when I've been in the midst of a really, really, really hard time. A family member right now, two family members of mine right now are going through hard times. And so, of course, my heart just hurts with them. But having that scripture, finding something to laugh at or laugh about, I'm basically in doing that, Jenny, I'm telling the ancient enemy, Nip, you're not going to steal my joy. I'm going to believe that God is good, that God is faithful, that God is strong enough to see me through all of this. If he doesn't instantly make it go away, he's going to see me through all of it. He's going to see everybody involved through it all to his good purpose and plan. And I'm going to do my best to try to enjoy that journey, even though that sounds just like the craziest thing ever when it's 
me suffering or somebody suffering that I love. But we're supposed to read. I mean, that's another thing in scripture. I mean, rejoice. We're supposed to really um, count it all joy. I don't know about all that. But what that tells me is that there is suffering and I'm not going to be able to make it go away. There's going to be a point, you know, in time where we experience it before it goes away. And during, I'm going to do everything I can to count it all joy. Yeah. And it's interesting you said that, Rhonda, you know, suffering more, it, it eventually does go away. I mean, it can be months, weeks, years. I mean, it depends, but eventually it will go away one way or another. And of course, you and I are not here to tell people how their suffering will go away. I mean, only God knows that. But I think what's really interesting is the burden of whatever that suffering is, and then the sadness and grief around it is a whole nother kind of thing. You know, so we have the burden itself, you know, let's say a death in the family, and then we have the grief the sadness that we feel. It's almost like it's a divided thing. We have the death itself of our parent or sister or husband or whatever it is. Then we have all the grief. So we have two things really that we're dealing with. You can almost divide them. But again, giving that grief and sadness to the Lord and and asking him to be there when we feel it. You know, and I think it's okay to cry about it. It's okay to feel grief because God understands and he's given us all our emotion. You know, I've known people in the past who, you know, I don't want to show that, you know, that I'm sad. I don't want to cry, you know, but sometimes those things are the biggest relief. A good cry is really good. And like you said, and then find something that can make you laugh. I mean, it's a bizarre thing, but I think we need to be okay with the crying and feeling, you know, sad sometimes, but also giving that to, to the Lord too, the emotions around our grief. So back to the person that I mentioned earlier in this podcast that has um, terminal cancer. Um, I talked to her recently and she was talking about the suffering and she said, you know, Jenny, what's so interesting and she is a Christ follower and she reads scripture and reads the Bible and, and understands who the Lord is. She doesn't understand why she has what she has. But she said to me, I have reconciled that my suffering has brought me closer to God. And I thought to myself, how interesting. I looked back at some very um, crazy moments of my life when I was in suffering. And did I have the faith that this woman has now? Because the reality is God understands our suffering and he walks with us during our suffering. And that is a time, believe it or not, when we can be the closest that we ever are to him because he is the one who will sustain us in and throughout every point of suffering in our lives. And I thought that was so interesting. She said, I don't think I've ever felt closer to God than when I have suffered this much. Wow. Wow. How God wanted to use that in my life. And even right now in the lives of our listeners, she said, man, I feel so close to God. It's just precious. 
I don't want to go through what I'm going through, but I feel so close to him. And it's because he believes in his unfailing love and faithfulness. Wow. You know, Jenny, I think that's probably a good place for us to stop this week. And um, I just want to say to everybody who's listening, I hope that you'll share this with somebody who you know is going through a hard time. Gosh, it seems like we all know somebody who's going through a hard time. And as I'm saying that, I'm thinking of multiple people who I know are struggling with something. So let's share this because really, although we're talking about something that's so hard, it is an encouragement because you and I have been through some hard, hard things. We have, we know suffering. We know a little something about grief and we're still standing. And that's, I guess, how I want to leave this. I want to just say to everybody who's listening, you're still breathing. You're still in the game. There is still a good purpose for your life. You can get through this, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever you're seeing someone else go through. We can get through these things and we're stronger and we're more empathetic as a result of it. And hopefully we're closer to God. So check back next week. Don't miss it. See you then. Does your life feel like a roller coaster that never comes to a stop? Are you exhausted? Are you just completely over it? If that's how you feel, you're probably not living in the sweet middle of your purpose. Jenny and I want to help you find it. I hope that you'll go to my website, rhonda.org, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G. Click on events and find a Find Your Purpose Christian Women's Retreat and join us. Now, this is not a great big fill the stadium kind of event. This is an intimate event. There are a limited number of spaces and that is by design because this is about you and the other like-minded women who join us on this journey toward really finding and living God's good purpose for our lives. Because when you do that, you get a sense of peace and contentedness that you just can't get any other way. Did you know that you can change the world with love? It's possible. And to give you ideas for how you can change your life and your world with love, I wrote a book called Love is Action, How to Change the World with Love. I want you to get your copy today and start showing love in the unique way in which you have been equipped. I promise you it will change your life. It will change your relationships. It'll change the people around you. And ultimately, it'll change your circumstances in ways that you may not be able to imagine now. Get your copy today at Rhonda.org. Hey, thanks for joining us today at the Find Your Purpose podcast. We hope you'll subscribe and share this with a friend and consider joining our community of people who are seeking 
and living their purpose and achieving real success. And most of all, we want to hear about your purpose and your real success. Go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G and subscribe and just tell us about your success. We really want to hear from you.